Welcome to Kim Reads and Talks. Now you will hear Kim read a chapter from the book Beyond the Echo Cavern, written by Brianna Teschendorf. Enjoy. Chapter 4 The Hiss and the Music. The snake, who was a good 20 feet ahead of the children in the race up the stream, also stopped. The children were so taken aback by gazing up at their exciting new discovery that they almost forgot about the snake. Indeed, they may not have noticed him again had he not suddenly let out a horrible Actually, to describe the sound the snake made as a hiss does not quite capture it. In fact, the sound that came from the snake was more like a whispered growl. It was a sound that would make you freeze and give you little tickles all over the back of your neck. It made Gabe's heart pound and Annika's stomach turned tense and sick inside of her. Dread washed over the children in an instant, and each was afraid for his own life. And even though the sun was shining, it felt very dark all around them. Charlie slowly moved his hand toward his pants pocket, where he kept his most prized possession, a Swiss army knife, just in case the snake was to come racing towards them to attack. A voice inside of his head said, Be brave, Charlie. Be bold. It turned out that his poise was unnecessary, for the snake did not attack. It fixed the children with its dark, steely gaze. And even, then they, and even though they knew it was impossible, each child had the feeling that the snake was looking into their eyes, slowly, one at a time, calculated, knowing Somehow this 10 seconds of eye contact with a strange creature was even more frightening than the awful hiss had been. Gabe instinctively grabbed for Annika's hand. Annika took it without looking at him. She wasn't going to take her eyes off that awful snake for a second. After a moment's hesitation, not being able to stand the suspense any longer, reasoning that most animals are actually afraid of humans, and the snake was too far away to bite him. Charlie jumped forward, trying to scare the snake away. He wondered why they had ever thought they could catch a snake like that. Chasing it seemed suddenly very silly. Charlie's unexpected jump startled Annika into an all-out scream that came all the way from her toes and went echoing off into the distance. That was when the most horrible thing of all happened. Right when Charlie jumped and Annika screamed, the creature opened its mouth, and in a chilling, human-sounding voice, it said to Charlie, Enter this cave. You will die, boy. Then it turned and swam full force ahead faster than ever and disappeared between two rocks. All of this happened while Annika was still letting out her scream. Then everything was quiet and normal again. The children felt as if a dark cloud had suddenly blown away and they could feel the sunshine again. Annika and Gabe looked at each other with big shocked eyes, but neither of them knew what to say. Charlie slowly turned around to face them, his hand still resting on his pants pocket. That was crazy, he said. Sorry I got loud like that, Annika said sheepishly with a shaky voice. I thought that snake was going to attack us. 
Well, we were too far away for it to lunge, Charlie answered, trying to both sound and feel calm and knowledgeable. If it had attacked us, I was ready with my pocket knife. That snake talked, Gabe blurted out, wanting to get straight to the point. He couldn't understand why his sister and Charlie were not as startled and thrilled as he had been about this momentous moment in history. Uh, I don't think so, said Charlie, looking back over his shoulder towards where the snake had, had disappeared. I know what you mean, though. It sounded like talking to me, too. We heard it make that weird hissing, growling noise before, and Annika was screaming. I think it only sounded like talking. It talked. Yes, it did, Gabe protested. He was still holding his sister's hand. He shook it a little as he said this and gazed up at her intently, willing her to agree. He felt that he might burst into tears if she did not. Annika felt confused. She was sure she had heard the snake talk as well, but she knew it was silly to believe in talking snakes. She didn't know what to say. And now that the moment was over, and the fear was draining out of her body. She was beginning to feel upset that they had been running through the woods, chasing after a snake at all. She looked up at the cave and said the first thing that came to mind, the thing that she hoped would cause her brother to insist that they go back home. Well, I think we should go into the cave and find out. Yes, we have to. We have to go into the cave, Gabe agreed, breaking out into a huge smile which he directed great, gratefully onto his sister, pleased that she, for once, didn't just disagree with him flat out. Annika looked down at him, in surprise that he wasn't at all afraid. She quickly searched her brain for ways to back out of the situation, but nothing came to mind. In a panic, she turned to Charlie and demanded, Have you ever seen this cave before? You play in the woods around here often, don't you? We never come up this far. I'll bet you've been in the cave a dozen times, and it is just empty and boring. No, I have never seen this cave, he answered gravely, and then more chirpily, I do play all over here, all the time. I guess I hang around the pond down there a lot, so I must have missed it. We have to go inside. We just have to, Gabe insisted again. Charlie was about to launch into one of his long dialogues about the dangers of caves collapsing, the dark bats, and anything else he could think of to stop them from going forward into the cave, when they suddenly heard sounds like music, sweet and high, coming from deep inside the cave. The sun dipped behind the trees at that same moment, and the children could see that the cave was deeper and wider than they had first imagined. The musical sound was the opposite of scary. It was soft and inviting. Although Charlie didn't want to admit it, and Annika hadn't been willing to say it, all three children knew what the snake had told them, that they would die if they entered the cave. But somehow, the sweetness of the music made the snake's bizarre threat seem unreal, or like a lie that you know is a lie the minute you hear it. Furthermore, even if it were real, it seemed silly to be afraid of any place with music that made you feel like you would come home. You are right, Gabe, Charlie breathed out slowly, still gazing into the cave. We have to go inside. 
Even though the music was lovely, Annika's stomach still turned when she realized that they were about to start walking towards that wide open mouth. But the snake said we or uh, you, Charlie, would die if we went into that cave, Annika blurted out, forgetting to worry that Charlie would think she was stupid and maybe tell the other kids at school that she believed in talking snakes. Well, maybe he did talk, and maybe that is what he said, Charlie chirped. But nothing about that cave is scary. In fact, it gives me a good feeling. It is an unexplored cave that none of us has ever seen before. He wildly waved his hand towards the cave in excitement and continued. If that snake did talk, I am not even sure we can believe him. He sounded like a liar. Maybe he has treasure hidden in there that he just doesn't want us to find. Besides, like I said, I've got my knife to protect us. Charlie patted his pants pocket again, his confidence in his knife unwavering. Annika realized that she need never have feared what Charlie might tell the other kids about her. He would always be the silliest one. A snake with hidden treasure. She mentally dismissed this proposition outright and continued to stand there, gazing up at the dark hole with the mysterious music. Charlie and Gabe were already headed towards the cave. Come on, Annika. Don't be a wussy pant and a baby, Gabe called over his shoulder at a very well-calculated moment. Annika was defenseless against this all-powerful taunt and moved forward with the boys to enter the cave. Just as they reached the threshold, Gabe suddenly stopped. He remembered the toad in his pocket. He pulled it out and lovingly stooped down to let the poor animal go. The excitement of the cave was so much that he only turned around once for a last look at the lovely creature. Thank you for listening to Kim read a chapter from the book Beyond the Echo Cavern by Brianna Teschendorf. Beyond the Echo Cavern is available in print and digital form on the website diversebreakthrough.com. That is diversebreakthrough.com. If you want to show your appreciation, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review so more people can discover Kim Reads and Talks. Thank you and come back tomorrow for yet another chapter.